Perfect. Here we go. Uh, this is I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Mr. Mulvaney, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I am doing fantastic on this cold Florida day. Oh, what? Oh, here we go. What is cold in Florida? It's 57 today. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh my gosh! Look, I got a little sweater vest thing. Sweater I'm wearing long on. sleeves. You notice that, right? So. <laughs> I thought that was just to keep the sun off your uh, your no. pale white skin. Supposed to be in the seventies tomorrow, though. We'll we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Oh, you recover. You recover. It's supposed to rain here all weekend. I may come down there this weekend, by the way. If it's going to rain there, it's probably going to rain here. Matt's in Atlanta, so uh, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's that's the difference. We're only six hours apart. About yep. um, yep. about uh, a. 52-minute flight on Delta, which I know very well. <laughs> I've probably taken it a million times. Right, right. So, so Matt, you right. had some good success with a client of yours this week. Uh, yes, let's share a success story, and I think it'll build right into one of your posts I think you had up there today. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was awesome. So, here's one of my, my coaching clients. And remember, we talk about the five-step profit formula, which is sure, sure. you got to get more leads. I've got to get more conversion, more transactions, uh, higher pricing, and profitability. So that's our five-step formula. Uh, number one, generating more leads. So we would all do better having more opportunities, more ads. You do better, I do better. My clients, your clients, everybody who happens to listen to us, we do better with more ads. So um, one of the strategies we talk about is using LinkedIn to generate opportunities, right? Yep. It's just one of the strategies we use. And uh, so I'm going to kind of outline that without giving specifics away with, with my client details and stuff like that, except because it was a huge success and some dollars. Anyway, so um, basically, I can tell you what he does. He sells a service. So he sells a service. I don't want to be specific to that, but he sells a service. So it's not a, it's not widgets, right? So it's a service. And um, we just started this within the last five weeks, right? Okay, good. So, um, I'm just going to call it a LinkedIn sales funnel. So here are the steps to generate more opportunities through LinkedIn. Uh, the idea being is there are some fundamental steps you and I talk about all the time. We got to know who our target audience is and what our unique selling proposition is. We got to know all that stuff in advance for any strategy to work, right? Yes. That's yes. Kind of fundamentals. You would agree with that. You've talked about that before when your contractor's going after some of the commercial people. You got to tell them why you're different, what you do different, and that type of stuff, right? Unique selling proposition. All right, so we do that in LinkedIn. Most people's profiles, most people use LinkedIn as a resume database, right? And they've got on there, hey, I worked here and I did that, and oh, I'm really good at X, Y, Z. But it's all about me, 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 right? So the first thing you have to do on a LinkedIn strategy is change it to what we call a client-facing profile. It's the, the language I use is interrupt, engage, educate, and offer. So I've got to uh, interrupt, engage, tell you, hey, you've got this type problem, I help people solve this problem, right? I help people solve the five biggest problems before retirement. I help business owners solve their five biggest problems with their business. I help business owners with the five biggest, biggest hurdles to growing their business rapidly, right? That would be more like a client-facing profile. You've got this problem, I solve this type of problem. Um, once we did that, we would generate what I would call what do we do? We, we need to connect with everybody we know. So we got to connect with all your past clients, existing clients, your centers of influence, people who send you referrals, right? We got to do that. Why not start connecting with those people? 
Then what we got to do is start getting people to engage with us, right? So in order to engage with us, we would start with some piece of content. It could be an interesting article. It could be an article you wrote, somebody else wrote, uh, some a checklist you put together, any of that type of content, a blog post. You're the big bloggers. We can use one of your blog posts to get engaged with. And so it would be uh, send out a message to connect with somebody. Hey, uh, Bill, uh, found you on LinkedIn. Would love to connect with you. I see you're also a Georgia Bulldog fan. Go dogs. I went to Georgia. This guy went to Georgia. Great way to connect. Words um, that never come out of my mouth. <laughs> well, you can use Florida. Hey, go, but go you Gators. have to remember, I do have a niece that's a uh, Georgia Bulldog graduate. So yes. it's not, I mean, there's no more hatred. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> there is but, a reason I could love the school, but it's very hard. <laughs> I get it. So my point is you got to have, tell people what you do, who's your target audience, tell people what problem you solve. Then you got to start reaching out and engaging with people that we don't know. But the beauty of LinkedIn is you can connect with anybody who is a second connection. So that would be a friend of Dave Mulvaney's I can connect with because you and I are connected on LinkedIn. Those are called second connections. Now, how do I get you to engage? I got to send you an invite. So there's a whole invite sequence that we would send that would say something like, hey, love to connect. See, we've got some mutual friends. Go dogs, go gators, right? Uh, after that, you know, you're going to respond back. I think the response rate is somewhere between, it's pretty high, 25, 30, 35% of people will accept your, your invitation to say, yes, let's connect. Because they view it as a networking site, right? Uh, after that, we need to start engaging with them. So we need to start a conversation. So you think of this as a virtual cup of coffee. If you and I met a stranger at Starbucks or a prospect at Starbucks, the conversation would go something like, hey, Dave, tell me a little bit about what you do. Uh, where you're from, what you've been doing, what are your goals, where are you trying to get to? But it's a conversation, right? I don't go in there and say, try to marry you on the first date, right? So yeah. LinkedIn and email for that matter is a conversation, a virtual coffee, cup of coffee conversation. So you got to think of that. That's how we start engaging with people on LinkedIn. That's how we should be engaging with people on email. And that's actually how we should engage with people face to face, right? It's a conversation. We don't want to see mechanical, salesy, cheesy. It's a conversation. So just for that, we would say we could go find our target audience. You know, we're looking for, um, uh, let's say we're looking for salespeople that work for um, software companies, right? Maybe that's my target market. So I could do a search on LinkedIn, specific targeted market. I would reach out to connect with those people that have connections of mine. I would do what I call invitation sequence i would do kind of the get to know you sequence and then we get into what i call kind of the drip the drip marketing sequence, which would be here's an interesting article you know about how to increase your sales at software or how to do xyz but you might find it interesting on there some sort of call to action but really what it is is uh, a three or four email sequence hey i thought you might find this article interesting uh whenever you're ready here are three ways i can help you here's another interesting article i thought you might find interesting Oh, here's an article I wrote. Here's a checklist I wrote. You can build that campaign. You can actually tie it back into email. Anyway, what ends up happening is you're just trying to catch the guys that engage, right? So I think we've talked about it before. Chet Holmes was this guy, uh, which I love, the marketing machine. Uh, Tony Robbins bought his business. Unfortunately, Chet died about three years yeah. ago. Yeah, I but think he, he always died, yeah. He died of prostate cancer, I believe. I think that's what it was, yeah. But they've got what they call the buyer's pyramid, which they say 3% of people are interested in buying exactly what you want today, right? So you could send out this whole get to know you thing and 3% maybe would want to buy your product or service today, right? 
but there's this other 97% that don't really know what you do. They might be interested if we nurture the relationship, if we have that cup of coffee virtually. So my success story was I had a guy, one of my coaching clients, and we started this process for him. We changed his client profile. We got his unique selling proposition. Here's what he does. Here's how he adds value. Here's the problems he solves. We got him to connect with his connections. We got him to start an invitation campaign where he's connected with second connections. We've got a target market. So we're specifically connecting the second connection target market. From that, we created the invite sequence, the get to know sequence, and then what I call the nurturing sequence. And from that, he got an interested buyer who closed on a $30,000 deal, which could be up to uh, $90,000. He's got tiered pricing. So we're going to get you to this $30,000, Let's pause if you don't mind me asking yeah. some questions along the way. You, you've mentioned, mentioned three sequences, a nurturing yeah. sequence, a follow-up sequence. Now, are you doing those sequences through LinkedIn or do, are you bringing them to a landing page, web page, and then um, using an email sequence? I think it's good okay. for our listeners to... And that's a great point. So what I would say would be there is no wrong answer and I believe doing a combination of all of the above, right? So if I send you an article that's somebody else's article, um, that's going to be a messenger through LinkedIn. There's no download or anything like that, right? If I'm going to send you a checklist, maybe I would make that a PDF download that you would have to come to download from my website, right? Perfect. Because then you, you give me your email, right? Yeah. Um, if it's a blog post, like you said, go to, go to your blog or my blog and then read my article. At the end, we have a call to action and maybe they'd want a call to action from that blog post and then I get their emails, right? But the interesting thing is one of these guys named Josh Turner. So, so my gurus are Josh Turner and uh, John Nemo and there's another guy who I can't remember his name. I'm looking around. I thought I'd print it out right here. Uh, there's a guy that I follow that we learn on these strategies and stuff and uh, kind of put it together myself based on those. So there's a combo where you can do where you could do this email. So you do it messaging through LinkedIn. Watch that. So listen, I send you an interesting article, then I send you a checklist and I send you one of my blog posts. All right. Then I can send you, that was all through LinkedIn. Then I could double up on that and redo it through email. Now the idea is um, you probably have your email address on the LinkedIn page somewhere. Most people do. So then I could say, Hey Dave, I, uh, I sent you this interesting article through LinkedIn. I don't know how often you check LinkedIn. It's pretty clunky. Um, just wanted to make sure you saw it. Right. And then I could send you another, that was an email. So I could repeat the, 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 that sequence that I did through LinkedIn. I could repeat it through email. And now I've talked to you six times, three of which was through LinkedIn and three of which was through your email system. Cause I don't know which one people are going to respond to better. It seems to me like a lot of people are, are checking LinkedIn more often than they used to, but because email, you get 400, the average person gets something like 400 plus emails a day. So that's also the reason why it's okay to repeat. So part of my theory and philosophy is let's say that was a four email sequence. Uh, I'm sorry, messaging sequence. You would do a four message sequence on LinkedIn, followed by a four message sequence on email. That would be eight. And then I could just repeat it next eight weeks from now, right? Because maybe the first time you saw that article, you didn't find it interesting or you never saw it, or it just wasn't the right time for you. You weren't even thinking about that. But eight weeks later, oh yeah, uh, you know, I do need some expertise. Oh, that is interesting. So there's something to be said about consistency and staying in front of people and then being in front of what people do business, they like and trust and the last guy they saw. Yeah, right? exactly. 
Well, and you know, it's funny, um, the last guy you saw, it's funny you bring that up because uh, one of the things I do, um, I, I post on my blog uh, four to five times a week. And I say four to five times. Uh, four of those times, most of the time, it's something I write that morning. So I typically, I'm out of bed 5, 5.30. I'm a pretty early riser. So I typically write uh, undoubtedly what I dreamt about that night. <laughs> I, I, mean, uh, I, I, I eat, sleep, and drink business. So, uh, But that being said, I write pretty much in the morning. Um, that's what I do while I'm having my coffee before I exercise. But when I post to LinkedIn, I don't I do, they, they are directed to a landing page, um, typically, so I bring them away from LinkedIn. Um, right. However, my post on LinkedIn is an article posted on LinkedIn. Um, one of the things I train is how to create that article, of course. But right. um, that article, then I share it three or four times a day. So if I... Oh, if same I, article. What's that? Same article. You'll share yeah, that, that because. Article. Um, what will happen is the one I post in the morning usually goes up somewhere between six and seven thirty, somewhere in that range. And it might go as late as nine o'clock. Just depends if I start exercising before I post. It doesn't matter. I have a, but usually I post in the morning. Then around noon I'll post it again. Then okay. around four to five o'clock in the afternoon I, I share it again. The okay. one at four to five in the afternoon I find has the most views. Now, so that tells me that it's gone way down in the feed, the morning one. Because if I don't post right. it that afternoon one, I'll miss somewhere in the area of 20, 25 views. And then I'll right. typically post it again at night. Those two later ones get more views than the morning ones. That tells me that most of the people, you know, I've got about 1,250 connections. So I'm not like killing it on LinkedIn at this point. But uh, it doesn't matter because they're targeted, super targeted. And a lot of people think I need 1,000 leads. I need 1,000 no, you don't. If they're targeted, you don't need them. So, um, but um, I think the key for people is get a targeted list. I do connect with people that are my third connection if they're my targeted list. Um, yes. It's not as easy, of course. Right. I mean, you, ha you have to send them a, a note and, and things like that. Uh, and uh, that's for a whole nother uh, uh, webinar for you and I to do or a whole nother uh, uh, podcast. But that being said, um, connecting with your target market and then putting your message in front of them, um, I, I have found that's very effective. Sending little links and little articles is, I do that all the time. Um, I, don't typically, <laughs> right, right. I don't typically repost those. Um, right. But, you know, like, I, like uh, Patrick Bet David, I might post something he did or um, Gary Vanderchuk, um, you know, I'll, I'll post different things. Um, and I like Gary, but uh, Gary is uh, very 50,000 square, you know, square or 50,000 foot view. I like right. people to be, I like to get real specific. Yeah, we like tactical action items, yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, and, and anytime you're marketing, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on a blog, whether it's a video, it doesn't matter. Um, I wrote about this this morning. What is your goal behind marketing? And I get responses from people, uh, Matt, they'll say, well, I'm branding or I'm um, trying to get my message out there. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of responses we get to that, but. What's the right response? 
Well, there is no wrong response um, when it comes no, to- No, there is. What's the response? You know, well, what do you, what do you, The big what thing you is marketing that? needs to be specific. So yes. picture an attorney, okay? An attorney's gotta present a case. Now, um, so that you have to, when you're marketing, you have to present your case and what's the problem? What, what problem are you gonna solve for your client? Or um, what, uh, and it's not always a problem. Sometimes it's what are you gonna do to make their life better? Like Apple, um, you know, made billions, you know, even arguably trillions off uh, a thousand uh, songs in the palm of your hand. A very simple message, but so they made people's life better with a very simple message, okay? So you've gotta present this case. And then you're, you, once you've done that, you got to show them how to solve that problem or how you're going to make their life better. You're going to show them. And, and then you want to make sure they know that you're really good at solving that problem. It's, I think that's a, it's a big step. But um, you want to position yourself as an expert. And I think, you know, you've heard me talk about it before. I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's, you, you don't have to be the only expert. I mean, <laughs> right, uh, right. Patrick, but David, uh, Grant Cardone, uh, Russell Brunson, um, Ray Edwards, they're not the only experts in the industry. There's lots of experts, but each person you're connecting with, whether it's through LinkedIn or through email, um, each per person you're connecting with might not know any of them, but they might know you. And right. that's why messaging and talking to them, creating that relationship is so important because now if they know you're an expert, and it will solve their problem or make their life better, the chances are they're going to seek you. So now, now that they know that you want to help them, you have to give them a call to action. And, and that call to action can be simply asking for a response. That coffee cup, hey, you know, if you're having a cup of coffee, what response would you want at, after the end of the cup of coffee? In the old days, you wanted to make a sale. When I say the old days, uh, direct response marketing written from 1920 through 19, really probably 1988, uh, maybe even 95, that direct response marketing was mostly done through mail. But as we moved into the computer age, at first it was, hey, let's make a sale here. Let's make a sale. Well, that's not, that's not, people want to be courted before they're going to make a sale. They want to know that Matt Hutchins is an expert and that he can help me make 30 grand. Okay, I want to make 30 grand. Matt, can you help me make 30 grand? And then, right, right. so that, that answer has to be, well, yeah, I could help you make 30 grand. Well, show me how you're going to do that. Talk to me, talk me through how that would look. And then, so at the end of it, you have to ask for a response. So a lot of times, you, well, I mean, you see my posts always have a call to action at the end. Hey, I'm doing a free webinar this Thursday, or I'm, um, I'm, I've got a free class. I've got a really, really, really solid, um, right now it's, it's at my website at davidmulvaney.com and it's, it's excellent. It's five days, takes 10 minutes a day on, um, on the one week time miracle. And it, if you apply it, I used it every day and it's how I keep track of, of, of how to stay focused. We did a, uh, um, you know, we did a, uh, one of our uh, shows, not on it, but the, on, on some of the things that go along with it. And I think people can, if you can be more effective with your time, 
it, it changes everything. So, you know, I give those away for free. Why? Because I want a response. And if they end up in my target market, there's a possibility they may end up a client later, a client for you. And then well, how does that work? Well, it works when they make 30 grand. That's the, right. <laughs> there's we want to help our clients make money. But ultimately, I don't want clients who I don't want. I mean, I've got a whole list of things I don't want in a client. You know, when we talk about tar your target market, well, I got a whole bunch of people that I don't want. Um, well, that's a good point too. I don't want whiners. I don't want people who aren't uh, super positive. Um, I, I want people who know where they're going. I mean, I, I have a whole list of things that um, is not just what I want, but what I don't want in a client. And, um, and I think when people look at the target market, they should be as specific as possible, including the things they don't want. I think that's perfect. All right, man, you just said like, like three things that I want to double back on. So hold on. Yep. Okay. So, Sorry. so one of the things you said, we're talking about, um, you know, there's a bunch of coaches out there. There are a bunch of Tony Robbins and, and Gary Vaynerchuk. And it's really, um, funny you say that because, uh, there's another guy named David Bayer who I follow, um, this guy called Mindhack. Um, and, and then I draw it back to golf. So golf's my passion. And so the golf analogy I have is, so here's a difference. There are a lot of plumbers out there. There are a lot of electricians out there. There are a lot of coaches out there. There are a lot of financial advisors out there. Um, but your uniqueness can just be that you're different, right? Or it's the right timing. And so I use golf as the analogy, which would be, um, let's say uh, I saw this golf coach or this golf video on YouTube a year ago. And it said, here's a great drill. And you put two tees in the ground and you, you swing inside out. Yeah, yeah. A year ago, didn't catch my breath, right? Uh, didn't, I saw the drill, but I didn't think about it. Didn't even come to mind. But now, because I'm hitting a fade, that does matter to me, right? So I, oh, remember I saw that video a year ago that was about you put the two tees in it, right? Or maybe I forgot that I even saw that a year ago and I see somebody else who has that exact same drill, but because a year ago, I wasn't having trouble hitting a fade. Uh, it, I didn't think about it. So this new guy tells me the exact same drill that I had seen a year ago on YouTube, but now it's the right time, it's the right space, or he's, his take on that drill is different or better or just rubs me the right way. So it's the same drill. My goodness, how many golf coaches can there be? They're all going to teach you the same stuff. But you need a golf coach that clicks with you, that works with you, that you understand or, or gets you or you get them, right? But there are a million golf coaches out there. Yeah. That's like there's a million plumbers. There's a million, but there's plenty of opportunity. That comes back from abundance. It might just be they heard it from you and it struck with them. It might just be they heard it from you at the exact right time and it struck them. It might be they weren't even thinking about it till now and it struck them. So, the world needs more than one coach. The world needs more than one plumber, more electrician, more than one lawyer. So that was one thing you really hit on me, which I like the golf analogy. The other thing that was really, um, there's a research report that. Um, and not everybody can afford Butch Harmon. Okay. I well, mean, that's a great analogy too. Okay. I mean, if you want to, if you want a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with Tony Robbins, now, first of all, um, you're going to pay seven figures for that. So it's important right. to understand and, yet, and that's probably going to be an hour or two of coaching. So, you know, not everybody can afford a Tony Robbins. And frankly, they don't too. have any business being with them anyway, because the people who can afford it can take something in a couple hours and say, yeah, I can use that right now. I can um, apply it right now. I don't right. think, I mean, 
if I hired Tony Robbins, he'd probably talk so far above my head at this point in my life. But I have a coach, you know, that I that I pay annually, and um, you know, and you know, paying fifteen twenty thousand dollars for a coach is is nothing, okay? Right. Because right. I'm at the level right. where that's the right coach for me. So that's yeah. why there's also different coaches. Anyway, go on to your next point. No, okay. The second one was talking about um, why people work with you, right? And so this was a study on professional services. And uh, so that could be a lawyer, accountant, a financial advisor, an insurance guy, but professional services. But it probably applies to a contractor or any other business, right? Sure. And it says, uh, I work with you because you know and understand you. You've worked with people like me before, yep. right? So let's do that as a great contractor who is uh, somebody, I need to redo my kitchen cabinets. Who do I want to work for? Somebody that's been doing kitchen cabinets for a while and probably somebody that I was referred to from a friend of mine. Yeah. Or from the tile guy, right? The tile guy recommended you. He said you've been doing a great job, and he's right because you know and understand my situation. I need new kitchen cabinets, right? So the number one people, reason people work with you is because you have done this before. You worked with people like me before in my situation. So yep. I think it's very universal, whether it be plumbing, whether it be electrical, whether it be contractor, whether it be a lawyer or professional services. So that was that was another one. And my third one, I was going to go back to you. You said you post that something three times a day, six, twelve, and four. Do you automate that? Do you, do you, how do you do that? Because we don't want to get the impression that this takes forever every day that somebody needs to be. So once you write an article, um, I automate a lot of what I do. That's why I want to direct on my website because I have a series of, well, 52, at least 52 emails that they're going to get from yeah. me that are already set up. I mean, so, right. um, but I, I have more than 52, but um, a, a series of them are set up to go at certain times. Like, I mean, right. and that's important because then I can talk to them. I've written them. I edit those things, but I've written them to them. But yeah. you've um, automated, my point, you've automated the business. Correct. But resharing my post, what ends up happening is the reason I log back in, into LinkedIn is because I'm, I'm connecting with people and I do, need to, I do need to talk to them if they ask me something during the day. So I log back in at those times. To reshare a post takes one second. I just click share. I don't retype anything new, just click share. So, right. um, you know, some things you have to do manually. You have to pick up the phone and call your customers. You know, <laughs> That's right. A lot of people are like, well, how do I automate that? Well, you know, human interaction, you and I cannot automate this, uh, this right. webinar, this, you know, this, right. our, this call we do every Wednesday. You can't automate everything. Um, as much as we'd like to, if you're a contractor and you're building a house for somebody, you can't automate that. Somebody's got to swing a hammer. Somebody's got to pour concrete. Somebody's got, I mean, not everything can be automated, but you want to automate as much of your business as possible. If it can be automated and that's what we need to look at in our businesses. All right. How can we do this better? And how can we automate as much of this as possible? Because then you can be as, as, as you know, when um, you think of, uh, Tim Ferriss, the four hour work week, a lot of people right. are like, oh, that's bogus. I would never read it because you can never work four hours. It's not what Tim was talking about in the book. What he was talking about is he loves what he does. He works a lot. And if anybody actually knows about Tim, he works a lot. But his four-hour work week is the four hours of crap that you have to do. I have a four-hour work week that I do, I do a lot of my uh, – uh, my buffer, if you know Dan Sullivan, I do my yep. buffer days on Friday. 
I tried to do focus days Monday through Thursday where I focus 100% on money-making activities. And then Friday, I fill in all the crap. That's a pain in the butt and you got to do it anyway. But that's usually (laughs) Fridays, which everybody loves Fridays. So that's how I structure my week so that I'm doing a lot of the day-to-day crap on Friday. So That's good. I like it. So so they're automated. All right. You know what? I think we're right at our darn time again. This goes by so quickly every time. It does. But I don't want to make it longer than, than, than typically in that 30-minute range because I think the attention span um, is there. So uh, Matt uh, just helped the client make $30,000. So if you're looking to make $30,000, um, and <laughs> That's right. where do you find Matt? Yes. Uh, so for me, it's 10xprofitblueprint.com. Uh, that's the best thing, 10xprofitblueprint.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. We talk about that as well. Matt Hudgens on LinkedIn. And How about you? Uh, you find Mulvaney. Me at DavidMulvaney.com. I post almost almost a daily blog. You can find this at ProfitabilityMD um, and, and subscribe uh, to our YouTube link, our YouTube channel. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney. Um, and, and your webinar. Get your webinar. Oh, and I, every Thursday I do a webinar. Um, that you can sign up. It's free, uh, but it's 4 p.m. Eastern time. And what I do is I show you how to use uh, LinkedIn to get new customers. Um, That um, is mainly geared around people in the electrical world. Believe me about this. It'll work in any business. I don't care if you're in real estate. I don't care if you're, um, it doesn't matter what business you're in. It works because I I show you how to create a direct response customer acquisition system and um, but you can find, you can sign up to that at the contractor blueprint.com. Um, and that, that webinar happens on Thursdays and that's the easiest way to reach both of us. So perfect. So Matt, I will right, talk man. to you soon and, uh, a pleasure. keep it helping your clients make 30 grand in a week. Well, in five <laughs> weeks, how about five weeks? That's five the, weeks. Give me five weeks. Would you? All right. We'll talk right. soon, Matt. Take care. Yeah.